Teresa summed it up best when she said, I do not do great things. I only do small things with great love. Hello, it's Laura Pareka. How are you doing today, tonight, this afternoon, this evening, <laughs> or whatever time it is where you are? Do you do great things or do you do small things with great love? Or maybe a combination of those. I'd like to think that most of my um, reason for doing most of my things that I do is love. You see, the most important thing in the world to me is to give and receive love. That's what I'm all about. Not everybody is. Not everybody really uh, feels from the heart chakra, <laughs> as they might say if you were doing yoga and talking about chakras, which I admittedly don't know a lot about, and that's why I'm reading a book about it, about them, our chakras. Anyway, I digress. Back to the love thing. All you need is love, love. Love is all you need. Do you agree? Do you think there are anything more than these two motivators, fear and love? I think everything boils down to one of those two. And I wonder what you think about that. And when you are setting your goals or making your vision or even thinking about what your purpose is, do you even entertain the idea that love could be involved? What is your purpose anyway? Do you have a purpose? <laughs> we all have a purpose, but oftentimes we get kind of caught up with, ah, what's my purpose now, right? I mean, a mother might say after her children are grown and gone, well, what's my purpose now? It's shifting. If I'm not a mother, what am I? And of course, take it from me. You're always a mother no matter how old your children are. I have two grown daughters and yep, I'm still a mother. So I digress again though. <laughs> so back to a purpose, that's purpose. What is your purpose, right? I would say all of us, our purpose, this is my opinion and you might take this on. You might agree with me or disagree. The purpose in life is to explore, expand and enjoy. At least that's what I've come up with and I share that when I'm inspiring people from the stage. Now, I don't know. Some people tend to get really tight on their purpose and think it is about, I don't know, uh, helping the homeless or leaving a legacy for my children or uh, helping others to live their best life now, which you've heard me say <laughs> many a time. I work with people that uh, recognize that communication equals wealth and I help people to live their best life now. Well, you know, I don't want to sound too cliche, but we often do, you know, have things in our head, little expressions that we say over and over, and they do help us to refocus. So, yes, it's good to have a purpose. I wonder what your vision is. I could tell you about mine. I want to live in a world with positive, productive people who are willing to empower others. It's not just about ourselves. You know, what can't you take with you to the grave? Well, obviously you can't take your things and your money, but also all those unlived dreams. I would hate for you to take those to your grave. It'd be much better to actually live your dreams. You know, every morning I have a routine where I write down my dreams. Wouldn't you like to be a fly on the wall <laughs> to see what I write down in that little book? What are my dreams? my visions. I have a vision for them, a vision for my life and my future. And that, they say, helps us to have our best life. 
You see, we often tend to say, okay, this happened, and that's why I'm thinking this, and then that creates these ideas I have about life, which just brings me back to the circumstances to verify, yeah, that's what happened. But what if we think first something that's not a part of our circumstances or reality, and we meditate on that or just kind of envision that and come up with some good ideas for how our future might look, what we might create, what might be different tomorrow than it is today. And we really think on that. Can we create that future? Well, I got plenty of examples to back up that yes, we can. But what about if you've really wanted something for a long time and it doesn't happen? Well, what most of us do is say, well, I guess it wasn't meant to be, or, you know, we come up with something else to kind of lick our wounds, <laughs> kind of like uh, Aesop's fables when the fox wanted to get the grapes and he keeps jumping to try to reach the grapes. Oh, they look so beautiful and purple and delicious hanging there in bunches, but the fox cannot reach the grapes. And so he storms off and says, ah, they were probably sour. Ah. That really kind of sums up how most people live their lives. You try to get something, you don't get it, and you say, ah, I didn't want that anyway. It's actually probably a pretty good tactic because then you won't miss it too much if you say, ah, probably wasn't good anyway. How many years have you aimed for something and still not gotten it and still been okay with that? Or... Like most people, have you forgotten your childhood dreams? Have you forgotten things that you really wanted? Or, like some other people, perhaps you just are in that angst about, mm, I'm frustrated because this didn't happen. Oh, it could be anything from having your business grow to uh, meeting the love of your life to living your best life now. That's what it all boils down to. And if you still feel like you're not living your best life, that can get pretty frustrating, can be pretty stressful to not reach our goals. And maybe that's why most people don't even set goals. Because then if you're a pessimist, you'll really get this one. Then you don't have to feel hurt or let down because you can't be let down if you don't have any goals in the first place. Now, that, if you really think about it, is not a smart idea. Because if you don't at least aim for something... If you aim for the stars and you make it to the moon, at least you made it somewhere, right? So if you at least aim at something, you have a better chance of getting it. But I understand how people can say they're not going to aim anymore for certain things because they just get so frustrated when it, doesn't, it, it never visualize, uh, um, materializes. So yeah, that can happen. Now, back to love, because love is the most important thing in the universe, in my humble opinion. And you should listen to Laura <laughs> on that one, because you might agree. And if you don't agree now, if you think about it for a while and look around you, look, see what you see, not what someone else, even Laura, tells you to see. So just look around yourself and say, how important is love in everything you do, in what other people around you do? Are you hanging out with people that are loving? Or are you spending much of your time with people who are not loving? You can answer that one right away. I can tell you, some people will say that they're loving, but if you look at their life, where's the fruit? Where's the proof? If someone is loving, they're even-tempered and kind and friendly, and they seem to enjoy life, and others around them are enjoying life too. 
that can be a barometer you can use if you want to figure out if someone is good for you look at their life look at their general vibe you know their general uh, mood and personality not when something tragic happens in their life but just like in general how do they behave in general because you've heard this before we are the five people we hang out with the most it's so true that we tend to be like those that we hang around. That's why you have to hang around people that are where you want to be, doing what you want to do, having what you want to have, feeling the way you want to feel. Very important to not hang out with the buzzards and then just wish that you could fly with the eagles. Well, if you want to fly with the eagles, you got to do some things differently, right? You can't keep hanging out with the buzzards because <laughs> they'll try to pull you back down if you do even try to fly. Well, we talked about purpose. We talked a little bit about vision. Now, the next is goals. Many people don't set goals, but why not set a few goals and see what happens? I tell my audiences of the story of when I wrote down 10-year goals, some of my goals that I wanted to reach in 10 years, and I wrote down all the things that could get in the way and what I would do to prevent those things from stopping me or hampering me getting to my goals. And I wrote it all down, folded up the piece of paper, and put it in the dresser drawer next to my bed. Years later, I was moving and I was cleaning out that drawer and I found that piece of paper, opened it up, and looked at the list of things that were my goals for that next 10 years, for the prior 10 years. And lo and behold, even without having the list out and looking at it every day, I didn't look at it for years, I had achieved everything on that piece of paper except for one goal. And that goal was to live in a house with a swimming pool. But guess what? The reason I was cleaning out my dresser is because I was moving and I was moving to a house with a swimming pool. So lo and behold, every one of my goals came true. Every one of those goals I was able to create in my life without even trying. Imagine what would have happened if I had tried. This is why I often tell people to jot out your most important goal, put it somewhere you can see it every day. Now for some people that means carrying it around in their pocket and pulling it out when they're standing in line at the grocery store or at a red light. For other people that means putting it on the bathroom mirror because they're going to go in that bathroom numerous times each day. For others, they put a little note on their phone, a little reminder that pops up. I've done that too. Pops up each day at a certain time to remind them of their goal. Having goals is really helpful. Now, let's break it down even more because we started with purpose. Then we talked about vision and now we're talking about goals. And you can even break your goals down to objectives. How do I know? In elementary school, we always had to write out our long-term goals and our short-term goals and then our objectives to reach the goals. So if my goal is, let's say my goal is to help um, business women in the local area to grow their small businesses. Well, what are my objectives? My objectives might be to speak twice a month uh, for no fee to groups of women to help them get on their way with growing their business. That could be an objective. Another objective could be to get two new coaching clients a week so that I could help them on a more personal basis. Another objective might be to write uh, How to Grow Your Business in 30 Days ebook and get that out into people's hands. So each little objective helps you reach that goal. And the goals that you set 
should be formed from your vision. You should have some vision of what you want your life to be like to make those goals. And then even back further than that, why do you even have goals? Why do you even have a vision for your life? Because you recognize your purpose. Now, don't get too caught up with purpose. Purpose can be as simple as I am. Doesn't get any simpler than that. Two words. You don't have to be here to change the world, which is what I was programmed to believe when I was a child. Oh, it's not about you, Laura. It's all about the rest of the world. It kind of wasn't too good for me to look too much towards helping everyone else, even to my detriment. Uh, That's another story for another episode. However, purpose can be as simple as you are here just to explore, expand, and enjoy. Why else are we on this planet except to be here? I be. (laughs) Proper English says I am, but my daughter and I have this little joke. We talk back and forth saying I be because to be is the uh, be all, no pun intended, of our existence. You are because your creator said that you are. (laughs) That's why you are. You don't, it, it should be freeing to you to realize you don't have to do anything to be worthy of living on this planet. There we're getting back to the whole love thing. Why is love so important? Well, because the opposite doesn't make any of us happy and doesn't do any good, and that's fear. We don't really need to dwell in fear. Fear is only good if it's a quick little ditty, like uh, something that um, scares you into straightening out. Right? You can have a little bit of a fear because you know what's on the other end of the stick. You pick up that stick, you've got the good side and the bad side, and you take a look and say, well, you know what, I better be careful of this. So yeah, a little bit of uh, contrast is good in our lives. However, back to love. Love is all you need. Imagine if the whole world was more loving. Imagine if you set your business goals from a place of love. Imagine if you set your family vision from a place of love. Imagine if after you um, broke up with someone or divorced someone or someone in your family parted ways with you, imagine if you could still honestly send love to that person and be okay with their choices, which might be different than the choices you would have made or that you would have hoped that they made. You know, if, here's an example, Two people are married and then when they break up, suddenly one of them hates the other one. And you want to say, if you ever did love them, if you ever truly loved them, then how could you not wish the best for them now when they are not with you? Love is not what you do for me. Love is love. Love is a feeling of goodwill towards another. And if, in fact, which I believe, we are all one, then How could you shoot yourself in the foot? How could you not love another person? Now, love doesn't mean to be taken advantage of or to be um, coerced into a life that you disagree with or don't want to have. Obviously, we all need our self-determinism. That's a big thing, you know. Um, Many times we aren't very autonomous. We tend to let other people have it their way, and then sometimes we feel a little trapped. 
I finally had uh, my children grow up and move out and was at a place where I could do more for myself than um, my children because they were no longer young. And, and I found it difficult to put too much focus on myself. And then um, my mother needed a little extra help. And at first I was a little resentful. I thought, no, I just finished with the kids. Now it should be about me. And I shouldn't have to focus on helping another person like this. Until I caught myself. Love is all you need. And I said, Laura, <laughs> coming from a place of love, what would love do? And I realized I don't have to do these things. I choose to do these things. And if you put it in perspective, it's not a big ask for someone to get a little help from you because we all need to help each other out. And I shifted my perspective because that's what it's always about. It's not about the circumstances which then make you feel a certain way and think a certain thing. If contrary, contrary to that, you choose to think, you say, you know what, I choose to think of it this way. I choose to think I'm uh, helping because I want to and it's not overwhelming and I do it because I choose to. Suddenly, everything becomes bright and happy and airy and light. Now, that doesn't mean to stay in an, an abusive relationship or to allow others to control you to the, to the degree that you have no self-determinism. I don't mean that at all. Once you have a, a little bit of stability and security and you can stand on your own two feet, you can choose who you want to play with, right? You can choose uh, what you want to do each day and you can choose from your heart to give and receive love. Those are your choices. Sometimes people like to try to take them away. Your employer, uh, someone you're contracted to work with, maybe a boyfriend or a girlfriend, or even just a friend, or your children. Oh my gosh, children do like to be the center of attention. But to be fair, you brought them into this world and you made a promise to them and you kind of really do owe putting them first most of the time. Not all the time, but most of the time you do need to make sure that you know everything's being handled for them until they can do it for themselves. So what about you? What about me? <laughs> what do you think? How are you feeling about this? You know, these episodes, I hope, help you to expand your mind and think. But thinking and listening, these are receptive. I want you to also recognize that to truly learn something, you need to do something. Write, jot something down. Talk to someone else. Have a discussion and share your ideas. Create something. Go out and do something different than you did before you heard the episode. That way you're really learning because you're not learning when you're just sitting and receiving, just sitting and listening or sitting and reading or sitting and watching a YouTube video. That's not true learning. The true learning occurs when you actively process that information and do something with it. I hope you do good things with what you learn from me. And I hope that someday we can actually meet and chat about your favorite episodes. Until then, have a great week, and I can't wait to see you again. Or should I say, I can't wait for you to hear me again. <laughs> and if you want me to hear you, why not reach out? Laura at 7dailyhabits.com. See you again soon. Bye.